So whatever your dream work practice is, start to pay attention to it. And, you know, once you do that, it opens up a whole new world. Once you start to pay attention to your dreams, they'll start to be more vivid. You'll start to have more dreams. And that's just cool. You know, it's like it's like a whole nother life that we live part time in another dimension. Who wouldn't want to take advantage of that in my head, you know? We're all alone And we're all Welcome to Alone Traveler's Guide to the Divine, a podcast for empaths, healers, dreamers, and seekers. My name is Amanda Lux, and I'm the creator of the Elevation Hive School and Community Membership for Energy Medicine and Dream Work. In this podcast, I offer teachings, poetry, songs, inspiration, and interviews with other seekers and healers. And today I'm so thrilled to have the opportunity to interview Amina Montana, who has her own podcast called The Dream World Podcast, which is all about using sleep and dreams, especially lucid dreams, to better your mental, physical, and spiritual health. Amina talks about how to take care of the mind and the body, both in waking life and in the dream world, and she seeks to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. Amina is currently in the process of working on her master's thesis, all about dream work and creativity, and I wanted to start off by just telling a little story about how this interview came about in a really serendipitous way. So I learned about Amina's thesis topic when she came to my monthly online Zoom class called Be Your Own Guide to the Divine, where we create art from our dreams and conscious dream journeys. I was in Mexico at the time working on a book all about this, about creativity and dream work and intuitive development. And I was connecting with my muse. And at that time, I had a really powerful, powerful dream that helped me to remember the importance of focusing on creative expression. I decided to hop on to the Hive membership platform and record this dream in the dream sharing forum. And while I was there, I just suddenly was hit with this epiphany about what the book was about and also that I needed to connect with Amina. And she just popped into my head and I'm sure this has happened to you before where somebody pops into your head and you think about them and then suddenly you run into them or they call you or something, right? (laughs) So it was one of those moments where she popped into my head and I'm mid-sentence recording this dream and I decided to pop over to my email and take action on that right away and send her an email saying, hey, I want to interview you. I just felt this immediacy around it. So I hopped over to my email and... Of course, in that moment, she had just emailed me about setting up the interview. So it was very serendipitous. I felt like it was a wink from the universe that I was meant to be communicating with her at that time and to be focusing on that aspect of my book. So it was a really great moment. And she was able to hop on with me on this call just a few days later. So I'm so excited to introduce Amina Montana. She's a youthful old soul who is living her purpose and spreading so much powerful information and support and empowerment to other young up-and-coming dreamers and 
humans of all ages and at all levels. But she's definitely a teacher and a wise dreamer. And she has some beautiful things to share. And I'm so excited to share this interview with you. It really gives me a lot of hope that there are younger people in the world that are so living their purpose and sharing their vision and their knowing with such clarity. It's just such a gift. So without further ado, I want to welcome Amina and inviting her to share a little bit about her educational pursuits as we dive in here, specifically about how dreams and creativity are relating to her current studies in her uh, master's thesis. So welcome, Amina. I'm excited to be here and do this. And I had a similar, you know, kind of realization with my thesis because when I started, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to study and research about. And I had already been obsessed with dreaming. And then one day it just hit me like, oh, I can research dreams. So I did undergrad in psychology, which is where I studied dreams and got into neuroscience and all that. But my thesis is research-based. So creative dreaming seemed to be such a perfect fit. I've always been using my dreams for creativity, inspiration, and problem solving. And I got the idea in a dream. Since my research is on creative dreaming, you know, I've talked to so many different artists of different types, not only digital artists, cinema artists, painters, sculptors, like every type of art form, there's dreamers and creatives. So, you know, it really just fits. That's so exciting. I would love to hear about what you've learned or what's been most interesting to you about what you've learned. So the cool thing is, is that creative dreaming, using your dreams for art, it's been around forever. So artists and poets and writers began to use their dreams and their hypnagogia, like liminal phases when you're kind of falling asleep to create different art and kind of blurred those lines between like reality and dream. One famous example is, I mean, Salvador Dali, the famous painter who makes these beautiful, beautiful creations. He literally would do this on a daily basis. He would purposefully take naps and wake himself up, dropping a key or something like that. You know, when you start to fall asleep, when you're taking a nap, you start to have these crazy dream flashes and and imagery and messages. And so he would wake up and just paint it. And most of his paintings were dreams that he would have. So it's really cool. Once you start to consciously go into that dream space and whether you just paint what you see or you can take it a step further and start to become lucid and create in that space look for inspiration talk to other dream characters and even more recently than that there's some super super monumental things that were inspired by dreams like the periodic table of the elements the scientist Mendeleev, he used his dreams to get a lot of the answers for building that, which is crazy because that's something that we use so much today. And the Beatles, one of their songs, he heard it in a dream, like note for note, he heard it in his dream and he woke up and he created it. Like that was just fascinating to me that we go into this space, we tap into some sort of collective consciousness where we have all this information, all this art, things that we can get and bring into reality 
as something unique and creative that's never been done before. So I just thought that was so fascinating. I kept doing research on that. And even now, there's artists all over the place that use their dreams for cinema, movies, even if it's not as talked about, it happens a lot. And most of these artists keep a dream journal, which is key. I just kind of grew from there about all the possibilities of things you can do, whether you're lucid dreaming or just having regular dreams, they can help you with your creative um, process, help you solve problems, blockages. I even talked to somebody who does coding, writes codes for programs, and he had like a block or some error in his code. He had a dream about it. In his dream, he woke up and solved it. So any type of process that you're working on, your dreams can help you with that. That is so cool. I love that. I, I remember reading online recently about how the sewing machine was invented based on a dream. Do you know that story? No, I don't. I would love to hear it. And I'm not surprised. It, it was a great story. The inventor of the sewing machine fell asleep and had a dream that he was captured by this king and he was about to be executed if he didn't invent it. He had like one night to come up with the invention. And so he was being like, walked out by these guards to be executed because he hadn't done it in time and on the way he noticed the way that their spears were like the way you would thread a needle and he suddenly had it and he realized like wait a minute i've got it i know the solution and so he was able to do it in the dream and then he woke up and he did it the sewing machine was a massive like game changer for all kinds of people in all kinds of industries at that moment. So it really was a big, big deal. But I love that story. It's really neat to hear just the kind of inventiveness that can come from dreams. Yeah, and those big life-changing ones are the ones that are so convincing and the ones that really show you the power of the dreams. Yeah. And so you have your own podcast and it's all focused more on lucid dreaming. Did you want to talk a little bit about that and what inspired you to do that? Yeah, sure. I started lucid dreaming when I was a child. I didn't know what it was. I just had some natural spontaneous dreams. I thought it was cool, but I didn't really think much of it. You know, I've always been into exploring my consciousness and the different levels of our existence. So that carried on into college two years ago. I started my po I always knew I wanted a podcast. I and mean, it was one of those moments like, wow, I can do a podcast about dreams. I started building my own dream work. I started wanting to have more lucid dreams just on my own because I always thought they were fun. So it started with me just exploring that, becoming an expert in lucid dreaming and just getting really good at it for my own personal benefit and enjoyment. And then I just met so many people on Clubhouse, on Instagram, out of my passion. So I learned a lot from everybody and taught a lot. So I started a podcast. It's called the Dream World Podcast. And it's focused on dreams and lucid dreaming, helping people dream more. But I also talk about anything related to spirituality and science, psychology. I really like to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. I talk about all astral experiences, out-of-body experiences. And I have a TikTok and an Instagram. I'll definitely link to all of your stuff in the show notes so people can find you and check out all of the cool information and inspiration that you're sharing. So it sounds like you've been lucid dreaming since you were a child and you've been interested in it most of your life. And what about your personal dream work practice? Is, what's that look like? It's such a personal thing. I always tell people you have to find what works for you because everyone's so different. 
But for me, I definitely keep a dream journal. I mean, that's key, I think, to anybody who cares about their dreams. I write down all my dreams, or even if I don't remember, I'll just kind of journal on that. Every day is different. It depends on what's going on in my life and how much time I have. But I have like a certain night routine where I just kind of set intentions for my dream goals or what I want to get out of it or whatever I'm trying to resolve or if I want to be lucid. So setting an intention is a big thing for me, which um, goes with mild, the mnemonic induction of lucid dreams, which is basically where you say affirmations as you're going to sleep and mantras. And it's like auto suggestion, whatever you're telling yourself and planting in your head as you go to sleep it carries over into your dream space. So that's a big one for me. And then when I really, really want to have a lucid dream, I do wake back to bed, which I wake up between 5 and 7 a.m. when I'm still tired enough to go back to sleep. If I have time to sleep in and stuff, I do that with the intention of having a lucid dream. And because I slip right back into my dreams, I usually have a lucid dream when I do wake back to bed. So when I'm lucid, I usually already have an idea of what I want to do. That's big for me to have a plan. Whatever I'm working on, whatever tasks I have, I do that in my lucid dream. Sometimes I just have fun. But when I wake up, I write it down and it usually I feel so rested and inspired afterwards. Um, mostly it's really just my dream work practice is centered around valuing my dreams, paying attention to them, making patterns, connecting the dots of what I'm going through in life, what my dreams are trying to tell me. I also use them to connect with my family who's passed my ancestors, my spirit guides. We all have like a team of people or souls on the other side that are helping us through life. So I use my dreams for that as well. I actually have a whole list on my website of all the things you can use your dreams for. <laughs> yeah, mainly just caring about my dreams. I mean, that's the, the basic of it is just paying attention and writing them down. That is so cool. Was there somebody in your life that supported you around this or was this something you just came to on your own growing up my parents never asked me about my dreams it was never like a thing i never was raised to do this i came to it on my own completely i i've always thought this way as a kid i really feel like it's just my purpose in life i'm discovering that it's definitely something i'm here to like learn and teach so i had to learn it on my own first once I found the community of dreamers and like-minded people, it skyrocketed, like completely skyrocketed. I felt like I had a place in life. I felt like, wow, I'm not crazy. People actually do this. There's more to this. I learned so much from people who are further along, even people who are newer than me. We learned from everybody. So it was only recently when my family, they're like, oh, wow, what you're doing is really cool. And now my brothers are learning and trying to have more lucid dreams. And my mom said she's proud of me, which is like a big thing but yeah that was all recent until now they were like what are you even doing <laughs> it's so weird That is just so inspiring, Amina. I just feel in my heart, I just want to commend you for following your passion and knowing your purpose so early on in your life and finding your own way with that. And then to attract and magnetize a community of other dreamers to you and to find that kind of validation, support, camaraderie, and play. 
I just think that is so beautiful and so inspiring and so sweet. It makes me tear up. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, it's been a great journey. It's been awesome. And it's led me to meet some amazing people like yourself. One thing leads to another. And hopefully, eventually, I can monetize and just do it for a living. <laughs> That's my goal. I think you'll get there. I think you just keep doing you. And you have some really special, special things to offer. And you have a specific niche, too, because you, you sound like you're a little bit younger than me. I'm 45. And you're probably appealing to a little bit of a younger audience that are super hungry for this right now. Yeah, that's true. I'm 26. And I think it's cool that there's people of all age groups interested in this. Ever since I got on TikTok, I found a lot of younger people, even high schoolers, which I think is cool. Because when I was in high school, middle school, I would have loved someone like me telling me everything I need about lucid dreaming. I had to go on like hike mountains. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, I think the the harrowing aspects of our journey, the aloneness that comes from our spiritual path is part of the forging of our, our inner fortitude to, to do it, to find the thing. So I, I totally honor the challenge. And Yes, to go and find our own tools and bring them back and share them so that other people can have them sooner or in different ways. It's so valuable that you've done that work for yourself and that you're sharing it and finding these audiences. And I, I love TikTok. I think it's a really great medium to share information. Do you have a specific creative medium that you enjoy. I definitely do digital art. I paint. I do sculptures. I like to work with clay. Uh, I was playing with clay in my dream one day and it was really fun. So I went out and bought some clay and made some cool stuff. I've gotten ideas from in my dreams. And sometimes when I'm lucid, I'll consciously try to make something cool or ask my dream character to help me make something or just to see what happens. Because you never know what kind of cool, creative thing your dreams are going to show you so yeah those are some of the ways that i use my dreams but i i do all sorts of different types of art just for fun that's so awesome i'm curious if you've found any specific value for yourself in your life through creativity and creative expression or dreaming or both yeah i have had so many benefits even personal enjoyment is a benefit but sometimes when I would have a blockage of some sort about what I'm going to do for a certain project, how to do something in like Photoshop, or if I would have a problem I needed to solve, whether it's a creative block, I, I always have creative blockages. So sometimes whether it's intentional or not in my dreams, I'll solve those blockages. I'll get an idea of like, oh yes, that's perfect. That's exactly what I needed to complete this project. Or that's the exact tool on Photoshop that I was forgetting about that I need need to do what I was imagining that I wanted to do. So that helps me obviously get my projects and my assignments done. It's helped me solve those creative blockages that who knows how long it would have taken me otherwise. And also just for my podcast and my thesis, I got these ideas in my dreams. There were already passions that were in me, but for some reason it didn't click to me like that I should do my podcast on lucid dreaming or that I should do my thesis on dream work. Because at first I was very much compartmentalizing it. Like my dreams is my personal thing. My school is my school. So I was like, what am I going to do my thesis on? I have to think of something scholarly and normal. Um, and then in my dreams, I just was doing it on, on dreams. And then I just woke up like, duh, I can do everything at once. So, you know, it's helped me solve those types of problems. And the cool thing is too, I guess I should say this, is that 
When you're practicing skills in a lucid dream, whether it's creative or not, even if it's a language or you're practicing driving or skateboarding or riding a bike, when you're doing these skills in your dream, whether you're lucid or not, but especially when you're lucid, your brain is actually making these neural connections. It's actually registering the neural pathways of doing that skill. And that muscle memory is registering while you're asleep. So you're actually improving in real life. Your body doesn't know the difference of the practice in dream or in waking life. So when you wake up, you're really better at that skill, even a little bit. So the more obviously you practice, the better you get at it and the more conscious you are. Your brain really registers it. Sometimes I use my dream to practice things. Sometimes I'll start speaking French in my dreams and I'll feel like I'm speaking fluent French, but I'm more confident in myself when I wake up with whatever skill I'm practicing. I love that. You're reminding me of this study. Maybe you're aware of it about the basketball players and half of them were just to visualize practicing and the other half were to actually practice every day. They broke up the team in half. The ones who were just visualizing practicing actually improved more than the people that were practicing every day. Yeah, and same for the gymnasts and same for the ski team. A lot of them were experienced lucid dreamers. And so they would go into their dreams and they would do those ski stunts that could be dangerous and scary. But, you know, when you're when you're lucid in a dream, you don't have those fears or restraints of, of waking life. So they would confidently practice all these crazy stunts. And then they were able to perform the stunts perfectly and better than the ones who we're just not lucid dreaming. My son used to be a skateboarder and he would tell me sometimes that he would dream of doing a specific skateboard move and then he would be able to do it from dreaming it. And I also have had that experience with my yoga practice. I practice Ashtanga yoga and I've been doing the same practice for like 12 years now. And I can't even tell you, I've had countless times where I was working on a particular posture and I would dream it and then I would be able to do it shortly thereafter. It was so empowering. And I think also for me, I learned more about the sort of body, mind, emotional things that were going on related to those postures through my dreams. Like I would get more insight. So I I love how that works in our body and in our brain and how we can apply that to our life in so many practical ways. Yeah, it's a life hack almost. I'm trying to tell people like your dreams can help you so much. It is a total life hack. You're so correct about that. I love it. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, in your opinion, just from everything that you've learned and studied and gathered around dreaming and the benefits of dreaming, why do you think it's important for the world or for more people to pay attention to their dreams? Here's the thing. We spend a third of our lives asleep. A third. That's a big chunk. You know, that's like a lot of it. So that's for a reason. We can use that to our benefit. We just don't have to sleep it away. We can use it to help ourselves, help our lives. You can heal your physical body, mental health, spiritual health, all these things. Instead of struggling in life, you can use your dreams to help you quicker than you would trying to do it on your own. They say sleep is the cousin of death, right? So in a way, sleep kind of prepares us for death, which sounds kind of scary, but once you realize in your spiritual awakening that it's all connected, then it becomes less scary. So when we're using our dreams, we're mastering that level of life. And I personally believe that we're here for certain purposes. And you better master your dreams because we have one life to do it. And we have to master our waking life and our dream life because they're connected. And it's going to help you when this incarnation is over. Like how conscious were we? 
like I said, we're asleep a third of our lives. So that's a time that we have to use to our advantage. And that's not to say you have to lucid dream every night or, or care about it all the time because, you know, we're busy, we have life, but to some degree, start to pay attention to your dreams because there's so many messages there and there's so much there that you can use for your benefit. I encourage everybody to just start to look into it and find your own practice. Maybe not everybody's into lucid dreaming. Some people are just into regular dream work or just looking into their dreams and getting messages out of that. So whatever your dream work practice is, start to pay attention to it. And, you know, once you do that, it opens up a whole new world. Once you start to pay attention to your dreams, they'll start to be more vivid. You'll start to have more dreams. And that's just cool. You know, it's like it's like a whole nother life that we live part time in another dimension. Who wouldn't want to take advantage of that? I loved what you said about it being a life hack. Is it such a life hack? And maybe in some ways a death hack too. <laughs> yeah, we're preparing for that. You know, it makes you less scary. Even nightmares, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want nightmares. I don't want sleep paralysis. But some of the nightmares I've had have prepared me for things in life. I've had obviously the crazy ones that nobody wants to have of like, you know, a loved one dying or whatever. But when you wake up, when I wake up from one of those, I have an overwhelming feeling of gratitude that I needed sometimes. When I in high school, I used to beef with my mom all the time, you know, teenager moodiness. And I had a dream that she passed away. And then I woke up so grateful and it changed the way I looked at it. It changed the way I looked at life. I needed that in that moment. It prepares you for things. It prepares you for grief, negative emotions. Your dreams can show you the past, present, future. It prepares you for all of that. Even emotionally, they're just sometimes practice that we need. Totally. And I was actually just going to ask you if there was any specific dreams that have really impacted your life. I know that you mentioned your thesis came to you in a dream and that you've received creative uh, problem solving through dreams and explored new creative mediums through lucid dreaming. And you're now bringing in that through nightmares, you've had some really important resolutions and awakenings and shifts in mental attitude and emotional outlook and all of that. So there's so many different ways that our dreams can empower us in our lives. But uh, I was wondering if you had any others that feel specifically powerful to you that have been formative or informative for you in a deep way? Yeah, I have a handful. One of them, which I had literally last week, coolest lucid dream I ever had. I'll tell you about it in a second. But they're these long lucid dreams where I either talk to a spirit guide or I've talked to my grandparents who have passed. And they're just giving me answers for what feels like hours. I'm asking them about things that I don't know, about my family, about life, about spirituality, about what happens after death. And in this specific dream that I had the other day, I learned so much. I made a TikTok video about this, actually, because I was like, I have to share this with the world. I was with this guy and he was like, I'm your spirit guide or whatever. And I felt like I've known him forever. I felt comfortable around him. He was like, I'm going to show you something. And then I go into this room and I'm fully lucid, you know, and for hours I'm asking him things and he's answering me and he shows me this big room and I walk in there. It's like a huge screen and there's all these souls watching and hanging out. It's packed. And he's like, this is where we come to watch Earth. Like we check on you guys and we're rooting for you guys. And on these movie screens, 
when I walked in, there was like the dinosaurs, not a movie, but the actual dinosaur era. They were watching it live. They were like, we can switch the channel. We can watch any time and place on earth. All eyes are on earth right now. Then we watch and we help you guys and support you guys. And it was just crazy for hours. I was just asking him questions about what happens, how this works and stuff that I never would have thought of or known before. And I posted it on TikTok and people were like, oh my God, I've had something similar. I've seen these movie screens. I've been there. Just crazy stuff that so many people around the world are noticing, not just me. And it's not the first time I've had a, a dream like that where I go into a room and there's all these TV screens and people are watching us. So I guess that's to say that my dreams have brought me to a lot of realizations in my spiritual awakening that helped me understand life and why we're here and what the whole point of all of this is. But it also has brought me a lot of comfort to know that it doesn't end here. There's so much more than this and that all of our spiritual friends, ancestors, loved ones, they're still here rooting, rooting for us. So I love that and I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Wow, that is an absolutely stunning story. I, I so love that you shared that dream and that you just had that dream the other night. Is there anything that you would say specifically to people who are learning how to hone these skills? Maybe people who already have a dream work practice or who are they're just curious and just getting started? Yeah, definitely. I would say that it takes practice, patience, and consistency. A lot of people start and they just want to have a lucid dream tonight. And that's it, you know, but it's a lifelong journey. You have to be patient with yourself. Watch what you tell yourself. Don't tell yourself, oh, I can't do this, or I'm having trouble, or I can't lucid dream. I suck at this. Your mind listens. Your subconscious is listening and it reflects the reality that you tell yourself. So have faith in yourself because we're all naturals. It is our birthright to dream. Um, we're all natural lucid dreamers. I myself had to practice and get better at this. And I've been doing this for years. And even now I still have droughts and blockages and whatnot. So that's normal. But just start researching, start caring about it. And don't give up. Don't just give up after a couple of days. Find a way to incorporate it into your life in whatever way you can. There's no right or wrong. Find your own personal dream work practice find your people, do some research and don't give up because what is definitely a rewarding journey, even if you're never had a lucid dream before and it takes months, your first lucid dream could change your life and you start to have way more. And also keep a dream journal. That's key. That's the only thing I'll tell everybody to do is keep a dream journal. I love that advice. That's all really, really excellent. And I, I also wanted to reiterate, I, I, loved that when you said that when you started to reach out and find other dreamers that that helped you exponentially regardless of whether they were more experienced or less experienced that just being in community is so valuable and that's to me that's my passion purpose you know that's the reason why i'm sharing this podcast and i have a membership community at all with a dream sharing forum is that i just feel so passionate about connecting dreamers and connecting people with resources in an accessible way and I just I love that you brought that in that you're doing that with your your community you're building community in your own way and I just really appreciate and think that's so valuable I just want to say thank you and I appreciate it and I'm just so happy we met and connected and I'm looking forward to what the future brings to us and all the dreamers
Thank you so much for listening, sharing this podcast with a friend, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening, as that's a super helpful way that you can give back and share your appreciation. And for checking out all the resources that we have for you in the show notes, such as learning about Amina Montana's clubhouse chats that she offers every Tuesday from at 1 p.m. Eastern or 4 p.m. Pacific time in the Lucid Dreamers group. And she also has a blog on her website with tons of great dreaming tips and book suggestions. And that's at thedreamworldpodcast.com. And you can also follow her on TikTok at Amina's Guide to the Universe. So check out all of her amazing resources, please. And if you'd like more information about our Patreon, our private podcast, our membership, or upcoming classes and workshops, please go to elevationhive.com. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this episode deepens your own inquiry and exploration of your night dreams, your energy, and the waking dream of your life in the best and highest way possible. It is such an honor to be in sacred community with you. Thank you. We're all